Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Good morning. Oh man, I'm exhausted. How y'all feeling? Are we at war? We're not at war yet. We're not at war. But um, Russia, Russia is definitely invading Ukraine, and America sending troops and equipment over there. But you know. It is exhausting. I was up, you know, uh, watching it way too late on CNN. I got way too uh, too into it because it's like, you know, you're watching people broadcasting from there and you're hearing the explosions and you're just sitting mm-hmm. there thinking like, Yo, those people are literally waking up to war this morning. And that's yes, what they sir. kept saying. They kept saying like, oh, you know, this country, when they wake up this morning, they won't be the country they went to sleep in. And it's like, we take a lot of things for granted, boy, over here in America. But I just, I don't know. I just have a feeling like those 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 days of comfort are, are soon to come to an end. And that's how I'd be feeling. All right. Well, according to Ukraine, they're saying that more than 40 soldiers and up to 10 civilians have been killed so far during the Russian invasion. That See what I'm saying? Mm. See what I'm saying? And and uh, Putin said anybody who intervenes is going to face consequences like they've never seen before. Mm-hmm. That that sounds like nuke talk to me. You know, and if it's not, it, it's, cyber warfare is going to be just as bad, if not more devastating. Absolutely. In Absolutely. this country. Well, we'll get all into that during front page news in a minute. My goodness. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, how are you guys feeling otherwise? I told you, exhausted. <laughs> exhausted. I'm yeah, tired. How you feeling? You, you all right? You know, I mean, look, I had to work all yesterday. I came home last night and saw the news that Russia attacked Ukraine. And I just feel like that's... I don't know what's about to happen because obviously we have troops over there. We're not mm-hmm. supposed to be at war. We're not supposed to be uh, doing anything as far as military combat. But I don't see how you avoid that when you have troops mm-hmm. there and you see injustice happening. And the psychological cyber warfare that's about to happen, whether you think you may not think it's going to impact uh, America, but it's definitely going to impact America. All right. Well, good morning. We'll talk more about that in front page news. So don't move. It's a Thursday. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? All right. Well, let's start with talking about what's happening in Ukraine right now as Russia has invaded. Now, the Ukrainian presidency has said that more than 40 soldiers have been killed since the invasion began and a few dozen injured. And they said up to 10 civilians have been killed during this invasion so far. The European European Union Commission President Ursula von der Leyen promised to weaken Russia's economic base and its capacity to modernize following this barbaric attack by Moscow <laughs> against Ukraine. Now, Ukraine armed forces are saying a sixth Russian plane has been shot down. Uh, this follows an earlier claim that they shot down five aircraft and a helicopter as Russian forces have been attacking Ukraine. There's also long lines of cars leaving the Ukrainian capital as people are trying to head out of the city after the attack. 
So that is your update so far. A lot of people are wondering why now. And people do have mixed reasons of why Russia is now invading Ukraine. And, and by the way, in Ukraine, they have been saying that they've been anticipating this was going to happen at some point. Of course. And so they just didn't know when. And so some of the theories are that Russia is threatened by NATO's expansion and wanted to draw a line in the sand. Some people feel like Russia is unsettled by Ukrainian independence and democracy. Russia does fear Ukraine's status as, as a democracy, and they have developed an increasingly anti-Russian orientation in recent years. So they feel like that poses a threat. Uh, some people feel like Russia right now knows that they have an unusually strong hand at this moment because energy prices are rising around the world. The mm-hmm. surge is really uh, particularly big in Europe, where a lot of countries are dependent on Russian natural gas for things like heating their home. So they're saying that sanctions against Russia could cause an energy crisis in Europe on the scale of the 1970s oil crisis. So that's why there's been some hesitation from the Germans on joining threats to sanction Russia into oblivion if it entered Ukraine. And in the immediate future, it's going to hit, it's going to hit America, too. Gas prices are going to go up because the price of oil is going to go up. Price of food probably going to go up. Another hit to supply chains is definitely going to happen. And since we already experienced record high inflation, this is going to add to it. All disruptions matter right now. So right now, the, some people do feel like this is the perfect timing. Now, Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison has said that Russia's invasion of Ukraine is brutal and unprovoked, and they have announced new sanctions on 25 more individuals and four financial institutions and denounced this. Um, European stocks fell sharply after Russia attacked Ukraine, and right now they're saying this is one of the darkest hours for Europe since World War II. Wow. So we will keep you updated. As I was watching the news this morning, things were changing minute by minute. Like literally, if if you're watching all the updates. Uh, Now you can hear, as they're reporting on what's happening from Ukraine, you can hear sirens in the background. Uh, Hey Don, it's not explosions. There's been an air raid siren just suddenly. Oh, here it is. Wow. How is that not terrifying? Imagine waking it up and make it up. That's what I'm saying. Uh, That's an an air raid, an air raid siren. Mm. Several of them going off here in the center of the Ukrainian capital. Now, whether that's them just testing it, I don't think so, though, given the situation we currently find ourselves in. You you can also hear bombs in the background Mm -hmm. as this reporting is going on. I I just wanted to play for you some of what they're hearing in Ukraine now, uh, a few hours before the sun comes up. And, you know, Putin warned that other countries who attempt to interfere with the Russian action, uh, it's going to lead to consequences they have never seen. That's 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 nuke talk. You know, I don't know if it'll get to that point. I, I, yeah, I pray it doesn't. Talk. But uh, yeah. it'll definitely be, I think, heavy cyber yeah. warfare. Like, imagine well, imagine they take out the electrical grids here or take out the hospital computer systems or flight aviation or banking systems. Oh, they knock out social media and Netflix. Oh you know, people are riot in America. Yeah, I was just thinking, <laughs> Jesus. you know, you, you hear that in other countries, you know, are are, are we prepared for that? Are we no. prepared for what no. could possibly happen? No, not even a little bit. You're too you know? worried about what's happening in pop also culture. Yeah, right. no, not even a little bit. We're, yes. really, we're really in the movie, don't look up. Well, Donald Trump was speaking at a political fundraiser and he did praise Vladimir Putin, the Russian president. He said, I mean, he's taking over a country for $2 worth of sanctions. I'd say that's pretty smart. He's taking over a country, literally a vast, vast location, a great piece of land with a lot of people and just walking right in. Yeah, so they were saying uh, it's like, it's like uh, they, gave, they gave Putin an inch and he, he decided to take a mile. 
All right. Well, we will keep you updated this morning. Like I said, things are changing by the moment. So everything that we hear, we'll make sure that we continue to report. And that is your front page news. No, the crazy part about that is all the other countries that don't F with us, I'm sure, are watching. Uh, to see, I, I, to see we, what we're we gonna do. Because if been, we do nothing, they gonna start their BS. Oh my God! You, you, this might empower China to start invading Taiwan. Like you know, right. like man, man, y'all not paying attention. Just, just right. know this could be be the beginning stages of World War Three as we know it. Never thought right. I'd see it in my lifetime. Hope I don't see it. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open again. 800-585-1051. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Brandon. What uh, up, Brandon? Hi. What's up, Brandon? Get it off your chest. Okay, yeah, I was wondering what we could do to make people realize this is likely the beginning of World War Three. Is there any... No, no, because sadly we live in a, a society in a time that people don't care about things until they right there at their front door. That's all. And hopefully people watch the news right now to see what's happening because it's all over the news nonstop. And they still not gonna care. I, I'm seeing people saying it now. What that got to do with us? What that got to do with us? Right. They don't. They don't. They don't. They're not gonna realize until it hits them right in the face. Hello, who's this? Peace, King. It's Lovey. I just wanted to spread a little love in the air first of all, and let you know that you know what we're going to is. Once we get out of this recession, if you follow this money trail, war is the biggest generation of money. So when we, why we're going through this? When we first it was drugs. Remember when we went went through this before? They put crap into the system. Now it's this. War's the biggest generation of money. Putin knows it. We know it. It's sad. It's sad. It's a sad day. But on a lighter note, me, I love you. Thank you for the love. We love you too. Be safe out there, brother. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Keith from Brooklyn, Yard. What up, Keith? Keith, what's up? Get it off your chest. Yo, what's going on, man? I just want to talk about this Ukraine thing, man. Yo, I just think this. I just think it's so. Yo, yo, where's Charlamagne? Charlamagne. I'm right here. I'm right here, King. Yep. Yo, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Yo, yo, uh, I, yo, there's some things that you were saying a couple of days ago when you was like, uh, you know, I'm not going to stress. I like the way you talk like that on the radio, man, about not stressing over the Ukraine thing, man. There's people out there that's been actually really paying attention. And, you know, there's people that's not treating this like a sub-story that's been paying attention the whole time. There's certain media outlets that, and, and I feel like y'all are treating it kind of like a sub-story, too. I feel like y'all should have been talking about this a, a lot more. And, uh, you know, with the Secretary of Defense, y'all should have that person up here to, to talk and, and get us a little emotionally prepared well, they're working right now. Yeah, the Secretary of Defense is really busy right now. Yeah, but he's right. I mean, definitely, we've all been we've all been treating it like a a, a sub story. But I mean, truth to the matter is, this is one of those times where you got to remember your serenity prayer, right? God grant me the serenity. Yo, yo, you know what? People people are are really really not understanding that we we as Americans we take the life that we have here for, for granted. granted. Yes, we for do. Real. That's right. We don't realize how comfortable we are. That's here. right. And, and what and, and what is going on in Europe really for a long time? Yeah, everybody. This this, this isn't something Thank that's been remember. building up over the last few years. This has been like decades in the making. And I just yeah. really believe America's arrogance. <laughs> America's arrogance is what's going to really get us punched in the face. All right, get it off your chest. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm calling you.
This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, man? This is Brandon Greco. Good morning, brother. Get it off Good your morning, chest. Good morning, Brandon. What's up, guys? How you doing? Good. Blessed, black, and highly favored, sir. <laughs> hey, man. Well, listen, I just got a question for you, man. I'm just wondering how I got $2,000 to my name and all you people making all this money couldn't see that Joe Biden was going to lead us down this path of misery. So you Tell think, me how that happened. So you think this is Joe Biden's fault? Absolutely. The whole left side. Explain why this. Explain. Explain. I mean, just look at the TV. Have you seen this in the past four years? No. All you've seen is media. So you think this hasn't been being planned for years? You think this just happened when Joe Biden became president and it's his fault? It's not the Russian president's fault. Oh, oh, so so Trump kept him at bay, but now that Biden's in there, he's running wild. Well, it's it's interesting. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think the same thing would have happened with, with with Trump in office, but you know Trump 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 was willing to kind of like just yeah, give, Trump was willing to give that region up. Trump is actually praising Putin and saying this is great. But no, but Trump Putin's was willing smart. to give that region. Yeah, Trump he knows Putin's doing what he got to do now. Yeah, and Trump was willing to give that region up in order to avoid this. Bi- Biden was yeah. Biden was willing to give up a little bit of it I'm to avoid it. Real quick, Tulsi Gabbard said something about not yeah. letting Ukraine into NATO could have diffused all of it. I mean, yeah. listen, I'm just wondering how I don't have money. Like, I'm sitting here working my ass off going construction. All these people getting paid for this. And I'm watching the TV, man. I was brought to tears watching one of these Fox reporters running from bombs. I mean, like, what are we doing? Yeah, it's crazy. But it's not one person. It's really not they one just, person to oh. blame, though. It's a multitude of things that have that have led to this. Led to this. All right. Let's go to one more caller. Hello. Who's this? Hey, it's your boy Tony Ward from the DMV. How y'all doing this morning? What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Hey, I would just have my little concerns about uh, the way the uh, handicapped and the disabled community are uh, looked at and are uh, treated in our neighboring communities across the country. And I think it's real unfair that uh, we're not projected to be as equal as the normal person on the everyday basis. You can check me out at WCW underscore platinum status. And I would really love to get you and Charlemagne part of the dad movement. What's the, the dad, dad movement, movement, brother? The dad movement is driving determination. And I came up with that, you know, going through having multiple sclerosis and Parkinson's at the same time. I think I'm like one out of seven people in the whole world that has a vote at the same time. So it takes not only for my condition and what I'm going through to have the drive and determination to go through it twice. When I say go through it twice, um, I had a relapse step back in August of last year when I called and um, gave shout out to my mom. She had passed away during that month. And DJ Envy, I'm the guy that um, called about the DJ turntable. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's me. But yeah, dad movement. Check me out. Driving determination. And um if you if you have local, you know, disabled neighbors or family members or friends, you know, show them a little bit more uplifting spirit type of things, you know. Invite them to a ball game. Invite them to the next cookout. You never know what how much that might mean to them. 
Yes, sir. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way? Yes, and let's do some positivity this morning. And we'll talk about Shaq and something that he did that was a blessing to a family of 12. All right, we'll get into that next. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. All right, well, this is a beautiful thing to be such a blessing, but Carissa Collins, she runs an Instagram account called The Collins Kids. It's dedicated to her. She has nine children, and she has one on the way, and she's been having, you know, it's a lot to be a mom of almost 10, and so she revealed on Tuesday that Shaq helped her out by treating the family to multiple life-changing gifts. She said, today at Shaq blessed us like never before, Last night, we had a surprise visit from Shaq. He took us to dinner as a family at Babe's Chicken. It was so much fun to just hang out and eat dinner with him. Then she said, they, uh, she said, and then today he started the day off by taking us to the Mercedes dealership to get us a new family 15-passenger van. We were outgrowing our 12-passenger van, and the air conditioning wasn't always working the greatest, and so this is an outrageous blessing. They didn't have any in stock, and so we got to customize and order a van that should be here in July. That is incredible. What a huge gift to give such a large family. She said he then took us to Rainforest Cafe, where he paid for another table's entire meal, and he also tipped the waitress $1,000 after her car broke down today. And then he said the Collins family could use another blessing when he learned about Carissa's husband, Mandre Collins' truck. She said when uh, he saw my husband's truck had been without air conditioning and heat for a while, he took us to a Ford dealership and blessed us with another truck. That Can is you imagine it. all of that? Drop he didn't even on, post any Shaq. of this. Drop on the clues bonds for Shaq. You're not supposed to. That is Shaq. Yeah, and Shaq's been, Shaq's been Shaq. doing stuff like that for years. Yeah, he's Shaq is such a good brother. It doesn't matter who you are. He'll stop. He'll talk to you. He'll help you out if you have problems. Shaq is one of the good brothers. He's he's so cool, man. Just he, he's a great person. And he's, the, epit- he, he's the epitome of when you're blessed. You know, you know, you be a blessing to others. And, Absolutely. And, and yet, you, why why should he post that? Like, why should he talk about that? For what? So she wanted to share that story because he, of course, wasn't going to. And then she said he also spent time encouraging us and loving on our children and speaking life into our family. I am completely lost for words. Somebody wake me up because I must be dreaming. Thank you, Shaq. Up times a million times you have been such a blessing to us in so many ways salute to that great public servant named Shaquille O'Neal Shaq understands that life is about service to others man salute to that brother but he's always like that no matter when I see him no matter where he's at he'll stop he'll talk to you he asks about your kids how's your family doing but he cares you know some people just say it and they don't care he cares so mm-hmm. shout to Shaquille O'Neal all right, and congratulations to the Brett and Jessica Dupart. They got married. They got married on Tuesday in front of 100 people. This was in Fairburn, Georgia, according to People Magazine. So congrats to them. The Brett was escorted down the aisle by Jermaine Dupree, while Jessica had her brother, uh, Damon Walker. And they chose that wedding date on purpose, 2-22-22. So congrats to them. Dropping a clue bond for the Brett and... What's her name? Jessica? Jessica. Jessica Dupree? She's been a bit before. on the show. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know her as the I real BB Judy. You know her? She's I don't been, remember that one. Yeah, she's been up here. It's she been a long time. Out. Been doing this for a long time. Kaleidoscope hair products. Kaleidoscope hair products. That's okay. what you probably know from. All right. Now, Tank and Young Blue had an exchange of words on social media. This was something I didn't see coming. Now, somebody had posted, Young Blue might be the new king of R&B. This brother make bangers only. And the Shade Room had posted um, Young Blue retweeting that tweet from a commenter who calls him the king of R&B. And then Tank 
uh, commented on the there and he said, I'm glad I'm from a different generation because you all wild. And he put laughing emojis. Well, Young Blue did not like that. And he said, another episode of Bitter Old N-Words. Tank, you still waiting on that verse. That's why you mad. You supposed to be an OG. You commenting on Shade Room acting like a female. Don't worry. I'm not interested in being labeled as no king of R&B. I'm about to be a real superstar soon. I don't say ish to y'all dudes. I be in my own world. I already felt your weird energy. That's why I ain't record to that whack-ass song. And then he posted a conversation on social media where, you know, he would, Tank was writing to him and he didn't respond. And here is what Tank had to say about this exchange. Let's kill the beef talk. Tank has beef with nobody, especially not Young Blue. I am proud of the young fella. Only thing I was communicating to him in that text, what you guys saw is, hey man, communicate what you feel. If we supposed to get out and do something, we put our word on something that we're going to get it done, then do that. And if you don't want to do it, that's fine too. There's no love lost in that. I've been doing this for 20 something years and I do my best to make my word my bond. For those that I've ever fall short of my word, I apologize and I apologize to them to their face. And that's all in response to Young Blue posting the conversation. Well, it was a one-sided conversation. Tank sent him a song. Then he said, just checking in, bro, to make sure you got the record. Then he sent another message the next day. Just checking in, bro. You effing with it? Then he sent him another message a week later. My guy, it's all good if you don't want it on the record. Me sending you the record was in response to you saying, let's get something done. In any event, it's always good to communicate. And so Young Blue had posted that. Now here's what Tank had to say about uh, being the king of R&B or the queen of R&B. And this generation throws the king and queen around like, like, you, like, you, like you don't have to earn that. You know what I'm saying? You know how many years and how much success it takes to earn the title of king or queen? You know how long Mary J. Blige worked? You know how long R. Kelly worked? You understand how long Usher worked to get those titles? Chris Brown? You know what? I'm done. Army money. I mean, Tank's not wrong, but you know those those brothers like Young Blue be having a lot of music out, and these kids be on these you know those guys from the beginning. So if that's their king, let that be yeah. their king. No, no, I get it. But what, what what usually happens is, you know, like he said, a lot of people put in years of work, and it's so easy for people to throw these words around. But what people gotta realize, honestly, I be truthful. These words don't mean nothing. I mean, I be I hear people talking. Hey. I'm the goat. They the goat, and I'm like, you put out one album. But if I'm you but if, but if you, you feel that thing, way, but... what's wrong with that? Like, uh, like Mary J. Blige was labeled the queen of hip hop soul from the time she came out. Ti was calling himself calling himself the king of the south early. Like, if you want to label yourself the king of queen, do it. And young oh, blue wasn't the person didn't do that. That wrote it. He just said. retweeted somebody that said it. He wasn't the one that said I am the king. That's right. He so, retweeted someone else. Now, I didn't say he said it. But I know a lot of people do use that. I know it upsets a lot of people when people say the goat or the king or the queen. It pissed people off when Ti did it. When T.I. called himself the king of the South, people got pissed off. But what Correct. are you supposed to say? Now, I'm young the court Blue, jester of the South. Young Blue responded to <laughs> I'm the court jester of R&B. I made people laugh when I said it. Just a juror of the Young South Blue responded South. to Tank. He said, Tank, say I gave myself a title I haven't earned. Tank, you scored your first platinum hit just recently, 2018, and you've been out 20 years. I'm on my seventh plaque in two years. You sold 1.6 million records in your whole career. I'm about to lap that in a few years, but I never did anything but gave you your flowers. Just answer me one thing. Seeing that I have more plaques than you and sold more records, what make you more legendary than me? Time, right? Give it time. Yeah, you sing better than me, <laughs> but I'm a writer. I have pen game. What most of y'all people with voices don't have. Honestly, I can make records. I'm just as valuable as an MF with a voice. I'm a real talent. I can be legendary within my own generations, just like you were. All these songs I wrote 100% no help except baddest. I respect that statement. Tank is a writer, though. so Yeah, Tank writes as yeah, well. He, he writes a lot. For other people. And also, time is very important. 
Because mm-hmm. yes, you can be hot for the moment, but man, when you hot ten years from now and you hot fifteen years Correct. from now, twenty years from now, that absolutely does matter. Like time but, is a huge thing. But they're arguing over somebody else's opinion. You know what I mean? They're arguing over a comment that somebody else did. You know what I mean? And both of those brothers are very talented. Well, I think Tank, I think busy. Tank, Tank is busy, and but, Tank replied to the comment too. And I think Tank, you know, he, I guess I don't, I don't, I don't know if he disagreed, but. He just he put laughing something. emojis. He, yeah. yeah. Felt like shade to busy. Young Blue. Yeah. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Front page news next. What are we talking about? Yes. We'll have some more updates for you about Russia invading Ukraine. As we said, every minute things are coming up, things are changing. So we'll give you those updates. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. General Insurance is a quality insurance company that has been saving people money for nearly 60 years. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy, and you should take a closer look at The General. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee, some restrictions. WWPR FMHD1 New York. An iHeartRadio station. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yeezy? Uh, well, we're uh, going to be talking about Russia and Ukraine, Russia invading Ukraine. Now, the Ukrainian foreign ministry has started taking steps. They are going to officially sever diplomatic ties with Russia, according to a statement. They said our state took such a step in response to the act of armed aggression of the Russian Federation against Ukraine, the invasion of Russian troops to destroy the Ukrainian state, the seizure of Ukrainian territory by force, and the establishment of occupation control. We emphasize that Russia's offensive operation is an attack on Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity, a gross violation of the U.N. Charter and fundamental norms and principles of international law. They said they will not, however, sever consular relations. They said we will continue to defend the rights and interests of Ukrainians in Russia, including Ukrainian political prisoners. Right now, there is no U.S. diplomatic presence in Ukraine. According to a U.S. official, they said U.S. diplomats have been spending their nights in Poland. But after the Russian assault on Ukraine began Thursday, the U.S. diplomats did not go back into the country, and there are no plans for them to do so anytime soon. Now, we have been hearing um, Ukrainian... In Ukraine, they have been hearing renewed strikes, but these strikes have been less severe than overnight blasts. There were a few hours of calm in the morning hours local time, and they said there are sounds of strikes, but it appears to be uh, less severe than the explosions that were reported overnight. And we played that for you earlier in front page news. As reports were going on, you could hear the bombing happening in the background and the different blasts. Yeah, right now on CNN, it says full-fledged war has begun. That's what the head. That's what the header says. Now, the Russian president Vladimir Putin ordered troops into Ukraine's uh, into Ukraine and has prompted the international community and Russia experts to speculate on what the next steps could be after this. And he did also give a speech that the United States was surprised when this happened because they didn't know that he was about to give a speech last night as well. And so, according to that speech. Uh, People are very alarmed about things that Putin had to say. And they said Putin's vision of history is clear, if viciously wrong. A great Russia once existed of which Ukraine was but a part. And then the bad communists and their successor divided up that great Russia in an artificial way, creating divisions where none existed before. Implicit in this is that Ukrainians who say differently are deluded or manipulated by others. Now that natural vision has to be restored by a strong leader. So that is what he's trying to say in his speech. And they're saying that's revisionist and that is not what happened at all. So he's trying to convince people and he has his own sense of what happened when Ukraine separated from Russia. 
And during his speech, he also said that modern day Ukraine was in full and in whole created by Russia is what his version of events is. Well, it's going down. And Putin already said any country who interferes will get smoke like they've never seen. And Biden's about to give a speech this morning saying that they're going to hold Russia accountable, America and its allies. And so you know that they're absolutely going to do that. So prepare for smoke. Let me and, ask you a question. I never understood that. Why Why do we make a press conference and say what we're going to do and not just do it? I mean, That's like they me all saying, do that. Charlamagne, when I see you, I'm going to punch you in the face. Why don't, why don't I, I just punch I you in the face when I see you? I mean, they all why do I it. I tell you. It's not like Putin didn't do it. Like, it's, not, it's not like he didn't do the same exact thing, you know? They're getting ahead of the narrative. Yeah, I mean, but listen, uh, just prepare for smoke, and it's not going to be bombs, at least I don't think. It's going to be psychological and cyber warfare. They, they're going to hit our banking systems. Massive. They're going to hit our means to communicate, electrical grids, hospital computer systems, flight aviation. Like, I'm watching people in Ukraine this morning lined up at banks now trying to get money out the bank. Dogs, cyber dogs. attacks are hitting Ukrainian yep. banks and government websites right now. I'm looking at pictures of injured individuals. People have died already. 40 people. And um, civilians have died. Uh, hundreds of others have been injured. Yep. Now, in Vladimir uh, Putin's speech that he made, he decided, he said, to conduct a special military operation to protect people who have been subjected to abuse and genocide by the Kiev re- regime for eight years. And he did deny that Russia was planning to occupy Ukrainian territories. He said, we are not going to impose anything on anyone by force. That's not what it looks like when you see those tanks uh, going in. And Ukrainian President Zelensky responded several hours later with a minute-long speech saying that he had spoken to U.S. President Joe Biden and that the United States was rallying international support for Ukraine. And he said, the West is with us. All I know is America is absolutely in no position right now after COVID to deal with any of this. Okay, like imagine you know they take out our electrical grids. Imagine they, you know, uh, you go to your bank one morning and it, it denies you service. <laughs> like it's gonna cause That's, mass wow. hysteria and panic all over the country. You think folks is running up and running up and stuff and stealing now, man? Yeah. Listen. All right. Well, that is. Your front page news. And like I said, things are changing by the moment. So we will keep you updated on reports as we are uh, getting them. All right. Now, coming up next, we have Ida Rodriguez. She's going to be at Caroline's this weekend. Comedian, we're going to talk to her. And also, uh, Ask E is coming up in a little bit. So if you you need questions, if you got questions, you need relationship advice or whatever, you can call Yee right now. Phone lines are wide open. 800-585-1051. Ida Rodriguez is next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Power 105.1. The Breakfast Club. Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. First, let me apologize to Ida for uh, what she walked into this morning. Uh, yeah, we're going to apologize to Ida Rodriguez for what she walked into. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, have you heard special, Ida's comedy? We have Stop. a special guest in the building, Ida Rodriguez. <laughs> What's up? Now, Good the morning. She heard when, when she walked in was uh, Charlemagne googling penis sizes. It's 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 in context though. Right. We wanted to know who had the biggest penis. Yes. And what? How big was it? Mm-hmm. And if it's wide. If yes, it, for the girth. Yeah. Because it's pretty long and. Um, it was no girth, right, Joey? It was just. Just length, 18.9. No, it actually says 13... Oh, no, this one says 13.5 and an 8-inch diameter. That Any woman who hears that automatically thinks of Bactrim, um, yeah, Cipro. You know. Those are antibiotics for oh. UTIs. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I, was like, like, yeah, I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> they're like, ah, that sounds like a UTI. So that know. is true. I hear women say that. When Lunel was up here the other day, she was saying that, too. That's why she don't like big penises no more. 
I mean, they can disrupt. Uh, they can bring bacteria. They can. You're also supposed to urinate right after sex yeah. for women so you don't get a UTI. So that's why you can't just lay there. You got to get up and run, go to the bathroom, pee, and then. Well, you know, Charlemagne has been scorned, has been scorned because his, his uh, now Shut wife. Up. Why are you telling my story? Shut up. Cheating on him with a, a guy with a way bigger penis. I wrote about it in my first book when she was in college. Uh-huh. So, but, every time. so yes, I have PTSD, and yes, I don't like to hear about big penises. Okay. Because I don't have one. It's crazy because <laughs> every time a big penis story comes uh, comes up, his whole mouth drops open so wide. Starts complaining, like, walks out the uh-huh. room. And I hate, I don't believe it. Like somebody called to ask you this morning, 13 and a half inches, don't believe him. There's uh, pictures on his Instagram where you can see his print, like multiple pictures he thinks it's fake. There's so many things I would like to say right now, but then it would cross me over into the other <laughs> lane of comedians that I don't belong with. So I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> well, how are you doing? I decided to go Good morning. in. Well, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. How are you Thank doing? Thank you. <laughs> Ida, we've also, first of all, congratulations on your special. I saw it was listed as one of the top specials of 2020, comedy specials of 2021. Hey. Yeah, Fighting thank words. you. I appreciate that. That's history for uh, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, um, you know, as people of color, black people. We uh, And I, I said I wasn't coming up here today to be Sojourner Truth. I was like, <laughs> I'm tired of that. But it, it is history, and it's, it's such a duality for us. You know, it's like such a struggle that we have to, everything we do is a political statement just for existing. Mm. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy about that. How's the success been? It's been cool. You know, I w- it's funny because uh, one of my friends was making fun of me because I carry the same purse. I don't <laughs> switch purses. And I was like, I've been getting money with this purse. Uh, not follow me home, money. Don't follow me home because you'll be disappointed. How long have you been carrying that purse? Uh, it's been like a, a year and a half now. But you know, the same purse. Yeah, I don't switch purses. Like, and my friends are always, and I have bags. Like, I have them, but mm-hmm. I just, I, I'm not, um, I'm not interested in being part of the celebrity culture of people who are trying to show people that they're rich. Mm-hmm. Like, especially right now because they following people home. That's right. Mm-hmm. But um. It just it's just not my nature, but I was I'm superstitious. And I'm like, this purse has been doing really well for me. I've been getting money. Can with we see this the purse? purse? What is it? Yeah. Like? No, it's a Gucci purse. Oh, okay. Gucci. I thought it was beat. I thought it was about to see some beat up or something that you no, had. No, it looks around. in pretty good condition. Yeah, yeah it looks great. Couldn't it look like you never wore it? No, it's it's just been blessed. It's been blessed and I don't have to prove anything to anybody, you mm-hmm. know, like I just feel like we should be proving stuff to ourselves through mm-hmm. Charles Schwab That's and right. Merrill Lynch, mm-hmm. Black Banks. You should be happy with what you have. You yeah. know what you have. You mm-hmm. see your bank account every day. I Absolutely. feel bad I got you this purse now. You got me a purse? <laughs> Is that for real? It's a Telfar bag, yes. it's Actually, you know, they sell out really quick online. It's called Corn Beef, mm. this mm. particular one. Oh, that one's pretty. Yeah, black owned company. Okay, so you okay. put your purse in that bag. Will it still be all right if you put your purse <laughs> you in that bag? That. I really did. I was like, I, I look a little loud for you. You know what it is? I'm telling you, I've been carrying this purse. My <laughs> friends are like, you all right? You need something? I'm like, nah, bitch, when we 80, you gonna, <laughs> you gonna be in that center. I'm gonna be on my ranch. Have the special well, here you go anyway. Maybe you want to use it. Thank you. No, I love it. That's I know. It's beautiful. Thank you. Has the special changed anything in your life? Like, do you feel the difference? Um, I'll know tonight when we go to Caroline's and see how many people show up. Mm. Um, you know what? It has. Uh, it ha- has opened up different um doors for me. I'm I'm looking at some shows. I got a book deal. Um, Correct. so I'm really excited about that. And you know it, what it did was as a comedian, it really reminded me of what comedy was about. Cause for a minute there, we be we it was really hard to be funny because you started thinking about those of us who care. 
Um, how am I going to be? Is this politically correct? Can I say this? I started questioning every single thing that was coming out of my mouth. And then I was like, it don't matter what you say. Somebody's going to have a problem with That's it. Right. Even when you think you're being politically correct or you're thinking about people. there's, if right. you, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you say, I like apples, somebody's going to say, she hates oranges. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, and I was watching, like, when stuff was happening in Puerto Rico, people were in J-Lo's comments saying, why are you not saying anything? And then when I said something, they were like, shut up. You ain't, why are you saying something? Yeah. You don't you live win. in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, f- these people. I'm going to say whatever I want to say and. At the end of the day, I know who I am. And and I, I'm, I'm of the school of Cat Williams. Cat Williams says, if you're smart enough, you know. not You don't have to say things about people to be funny. Because right. I, I believe Cat Williams is a genius. And one of the smartest people and funniest people in comedy. And so I, I, I agree. I don't have to make jokes about, you know, people who are, are struggling or of a different race or a different uh, sexual orientation to win. I know how to be funny without it. Mm-hmm. But I just... I'm committed to, you know, the joke right now. I'm really excited about my new set mm-hmm. after the special. That's what I was going to ask you, too, because you are at Caroline's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Mm-hmm. I'll be there on Saturday nice. for the second show. Yes. But um, now that you have a special, like, does that mean you have to, like, not do the jokes that's in the special when you do a new set? Sometimes. Uh, well, there are some people who've been doing the same jokes since I was 12. Oh, boy. So uh, I, I came today to fight. But, um, yeah, you know. No, that I, is true, though. I hate that. You know, that? some people do. But you know what it is? It's like when you do a comedy special, it's like your album. And when people go to your concert, they want to hear you sing the songs from the album, not right. songs they never heard before. But as comedians, it's different because they're like, ah, oh, she was telling the same jokes. I started writing my new set the day that I taped my special. That's when I wrote my first joke because I was like, all right, this is over. Mm-hmm. So I have new material. All right, we got more with Ida Rodriguez when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with comedian Ida Rodriguez. Charlamagne? I like what you said about, um, you know, Basically, you can't be all things to all people, and I think that's what everybody tries to do because they they don't want to offend, they don't want to upset nobody. You're not being real. No. You're not being your authentic self. Then, so no. it's pointless. Yeah, and you're also uh, meeting people at their misery because some people Ooh. who are like uh, allegedly talking about how they care about causes, a lot of people making a lot of money off these causes. They don't care nothing about your gay people, black people, whatever. They wear the sticker so you won't beat them up. <laughs> and we already know that. And a lot of these people don't. It's just if you how many of us will be triggered everywhere we went if people said something that reminded us of stuff that we went through? You mm-hmm. we just talked about you and the, and big penis, penises. Yeah. You know, like I was abused. Stuff happened to me. You think I'm going to just shut somebody's concert down because they got to they do something that triggered me? Like They're trying, though. But that's self-centeredness, right? Yeah. Cause it, and at the end of the day, like when you think about all these marches and all the stuff that's happened, what policies and, ch- and laws have changed? Like that's where that's what that part for me, because we could do all everything on Twitter that we want. But did that decrease the number of people getting killed wrongfully by cops? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like. I and guess do. what? Legislation could change if we put that kind of energy towards the, those people that are actually hurting us through legislation. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, the, the reason we attack each other so much is because we can actually cause something to happen to each other. We don't yeah. feel like we can cause anything to happen to these politicians. Absolutely. And we're haters. And we got to acknowledge the hater in us. And 
Does it I bother like, you though? When, like, cause you said, you know, that people will tweet you, they'll go on your IG. Does does that bother you at all? No, because I put all the um, I have all of the the settings on my social media now. So like certain words, you block certain words. Yeah, right? and the I other thing is, I do that a long time ago. Yeah, and I don't read comments like anymore. Like really? that's what happened. Like, and it's unfortunate because there are people who show me a lot of love. But now I don't I don't even hear your noise. So while you out there, some people furious with me, and I don't even know you exist. What about cancel culture? You know, uh, over the weekend I went to go see Dave Chappelle and Donnell Rollins, and when they were locking people's phones up, I was mm -hmm. like, ah. But I really enjoy it because you can feel free and feel like nobody's sneak taping you. You can mm -hmm. use the material. You ever think about doing that? Like, I'm just going to lock up everybody's phones. But then reporters will still go write an article and quote what you said while they were in right there. Right, it's different yeah. than actually hearing it, though. But that's also f***ing up comedians' money, though, because they be working out sets, stuff that they haven't done specials on. Yeah, yeah that's true. There are some people who lock that don't want people to videotape their stuff because they're working on material, which mm -hmm. I understand. And there are some people who don't want them to be videotaped because they don't want to be accountable for anything that they say. You know, I ain't a d writer, so that's why I'm not probably one of the bigger comedians that you know. I'm not going to get on here on The Breakfast Club and, you know, ride people's d and say, not hold people accountable when they do shitty stuff. And I get angry when I think about it, you know. But I'm, I'm just going to say, like, there are a lot of people who have been through a lot of stuff. Black people have been through so much. To, to get off a cheap joke, making a joke about black people, what do you get out of that? Only the rallying the troops of the other crackers who think that, that just like you. You know what I'm saying? So I um, I just I just stay in a, in a zone by myself because I just think that at the end of the day, the great comedians, like if you listen, if you ask somebody right now, who are your favorite comedians? They still say George Carlin, Richard Pryor. So obviously the greats, transcend even generations mm -hmm. right if you ask people some people still say michael jackson's one of the greatest singers Correct. you know what i'm saying jay-z is one of the best rappers so obviously greatness transcends generations so for me i i'd rather be part of the people who are changing culture than the ones who just want to get off a, you know who it's so easy to to appear revolutionary because mm -hmm. you're with people who are you know, who can't fight back, it's easy to make fun of those people. So for me, that's that's not brilliance. Brilliance is being able to say stuff when you challenge the powers that be. That's mm -hmm. make, That makes you brilliant. When you bold enough to f*** with the, the people who you know can cut the lights off, that's when you bold. But f***ing with gay people and trans people and all that, to me, that's not revolutionary. To me, that's just going for the easy target. Our challenge in thought, like, you know, that's something um, I feel like Carlin did because Carlin would make risky risky jokes. Well, jokes mm -hmm. that would be considered risky now, mm -hmm. you know, like, but it would challenge your thought and you'd be, you'd think about it. Like, even when he did his N-word joke, you like, well, that's smart and it's funny. Yeah. You know? He also stood up for people because he, he also was of the school that it's not, the easy joke is not the great joke and he punched up. He always challenged the establishment he always mm -hmm. um, challenged capitalism, politics. He was really, he was not here for the games. Like, he was really, really, you know, some people don't think he was as funny. And Richard Pryor was also another person when he, when he retired using the word, the N-word from his vocabulary, and it was brilliant. Um, he, 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 Richard's so interesting because everybody always cites Richard, but nobody really does Richard. And what I mean by that is he was self-deprecating. Yeah. He was self-aware. Yeah. He was unpacking his own traumas mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. stage in a real way. I don't see too many comedians doing it like mm -hmm. Richard. 
That's my hero. Absolutely. Listen, for a, a black man to be able to say that he performed fellatio on another man <laughs> for drugs <laughs> and not, right. and still be considered one of the greatest, that's, right. that's gangster because that's not something that is celebrated and, and through the history of what, the stuff that has happened to people of color and black people in this country, we all know where homophobia comes from because people get, oh my God, they're homophobic, but they don't realize the history and why homophobia exists in our communities. Puerto Ricans are, you know, we have a serious problem on the island. But it's just interesting to see. But Richard Pryor was one to to be able to confront and say, yeah, I did it. Mm -hmm. And I did it because of this. And anybody who's ever done drugs, and not that I have, but my mom is an addict, will tell you that there there are very few limits that Mm -hmm. they won't pass to go get Mm -hmm. drugs, you know. Mm -hmm. Now, what about all this Joe Rogan stuff, right? And watching everything that's happened on Spotify, and he doesn't—it doesn't feel like he'll get canceled or anything like that. But the usage of the N-word—he's, you know, said he apologized, he was embarrassed about it, and something that he has to address. People come to his defense. Some people are saying they want their mm-hmm. uh, music and podcasts off of Spotify because of him. What are your thoughts? First of all, I don't know Joe Rogan, and um, I have my own white people. Everybody got their white people, right? My white people don't drop that word um, and they don't do it around me um, and I have a my white people are very different because they on the front lines to want to fight for what I'm fighting for what I will say is this and this is what I've been saying when people ask me about Dave Chappelle and they ask me about Joe Rogan because they do in these interviews I always say stop asking women of color who get paid less than everybody about the most powerful people in comedy when the consequences for us speaking out against them are so dire because they are at the top of the food chain and we just trying to eat. And so I think um, uh, Joey Diaz is my friend mm-hmm. and he's part of that Joe Rogan crew. And I know Joey Diaz's heart and he shows up for me. And if I call him tomorrow and say hey, somebody tried something, he'll show up for me. I don't know Joe Rogan, but I can't speak on behalf of black people and what's offensive to them. And I think that many of us who are black adjacent you know I I claim my blackness I'm Afro Latina Afro indigenous whatever the people say I could call myself this week Um, (laughs) because they you know they tell you who you can and can't be but um, we as people of color like me as a Puerto Rican woman I have no right to tell black people what they can and cannot be offended by and that's where I stand and so when all these people are showing up saying oh he 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 didn't mean it he don't be offended because he said it this I have no right to tell black people where, about not to be offended about a word that is so connected to so much trauma and so much pain. And I think it would be disrespectful of me to tell black people, it's cool, he's not like that. I don't think that's okay, so I don't. And I think that Joe Rogan has to deal with the consequences of what he says, just like everybody else does. All right, we got more with Ida Rodriguez when we come back, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club for morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with comedian Ida Rodriguez. Charlamagne? The thing I like about you two, Ida, is you're always so cerebral, right? And it's like World War III may have officially started. And it's like nobody cares. Why is that? Because Kanye's tweets are amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Who cares about war? We gonna die anyway. We wanna know if Pete and Kanye gonna throw hands. 
What's going to happen? That's what I want to know. I, I want to watch North's TikToks. Mm. Look, if, I'm a, if we about to blow up, I need, I'm need. i going to be doing a TikTok dance when it happens. I can't. It's too heavy. You know, we have collective trauma. Look what's oh, happened. We man. went from COVID, George Floyd. Like, it's been constant. People are just like, you know what? Let the world blow up. I agree with you. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go. It's, let's start from scratch, God, because we uh, we messed this up really bad. That's what it feels like, though. Mm-hmm. I really it feel like, yo, something about to happen. Everything going to get wiped clean, and we're going to have to start over. Yeah, well, we won't be starting over, but I just hope that Some my, of us will make it. Some of us will survive. I hope my jokes do. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm glad I got that special off. <laughs> Not just that one. I got some new jokes. Uh, you know, I... <laughs> Um, I think that it's really funny about what's happening right now. And I was I was uh, talking about Kanye and somebody told me I couldn't make jokes about Kanye because Kanye has mental illness. And I was like, so well, technically, so do I. I'm 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 technically clinically depressed. But I was just like, um, we're not going to talk about how Kanye had uh, Julia Fox walking around here looking like the Hamburglar. We're not going to say that out loud. He's gangster. He's dressing everybody that he dates. He definitely does. Just, doing their makeup. Just like him. Yeah, but you know what? I wish I could date Kanye. I know I'm not famous, rich enough, or young enough for him, but if I dated Kanye and we went, I would go to the Met Gala, I would show up in a McDonald's uniform. <laughs> I would show him. <laughs> I would, would fix it. that ass. I'd be like, here we go, with the hat on and some nuggets in my hand. Now, I saw uh, you were on... <laughs> Well, it was the Wendy Williams show, but Sherry Shepard was guest mm-hmm. hosting, and now we find out that she is going to have her own show. Yeah, Wendy, unfortunately for her, is not going to be back on. So, are you and Sherry Shepard cool? Have you reached out to her to say congratulations? Yeah, like, she. We did a show together a couple of weeks ago. When I did Sherry's show, I told her, I say, oh, if anybody's going to get this show, it's going to be you because she's really good at it. And um, and I used to think Sherry Shepard didn't like me because we had an a, an event uh, some time ago at a comedy show. And then um, then I realized that it was somebody that was trying to cause drama. But she was really cool with me. She was the one who asked to put me on the show to promote my special. That's great. Yeah, I her and that. Kim Whitley battled it out because Kim did it one week and she did it one week. And she really she really showed up for me. Kim Whitley is the one who got me on Kelly Clarkson. I'm doing Drew Barrymore tomorrow. Like, they have really showed up for That's me. That's amazing. And it's all black women. <laughs> it ain't no ain't nobody with the last name Gutierrez helping me. So just let it be clear that I'm... <laughs> But yeah, I'm happy for her. And Wendy just said she's coming back to TV too. Yeah, she did say that. Mm-hmm. We don't know in what capacity though. No, we don't know yet. No, nah, just don't be masturbating. <laughs> what? Jesus Christ! Did you hear that? They said yeah, she was masturbating in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't do that. I mean, that's a whole different type of TV. I think if she was, I think if she was able to be on TV, she'd be on. You know what's funny? Can we be honest? Like, it's so interesting how many people love Wendy Williams now that Sherry Shepard got her job. It's such a hate culture. Like, everybody loves her now. Those are the people who hated her when she was on the air. The beauty of Wendy, though, is that people have always loved to hate her. It's the, it's like the Howard Stern thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they say that people that hated Howard Stern used to tune in to Howard more than people that actually loved him. Mm. Because before there was social media and everything else, people wanted to be pissed off mm. so even on radio she had the same impact yeah I mean I, I'm all for any person of color that's getting their getting their chips in this business and I don't, Wendy never said anything about me so I can't be that level of angry with her but <laughs> give her, you know if you'd have gave her a moment that's all no but you know <laughs> but as I wish I wish it would have helped but you know I just I hope that she's well I hope that she heals and I hope that she wins like why is it so hard for us to have to see other people win right 
that's just that's where I'm the, what I'm struggling with right now. It's like, where do you get that from? Why do you want to see a, another person lose? Why don't you want to say, hey, Envy, what you said the other day, let me talk to you real quick. Mm-hmm. What you said was incorrect. And you shouldn't say that instead of I'm taking Envy down. Like, where where do you get that from? Where is our village? Why we don't why can't we just be happy for each other when we win every time? Somebody who looks like us wins is an opportunity that creates that is created for somebody else who looks like us to win. That's how capitalism works, you know? No, it's strange. And I loved listening to Sherry Shepard give her whole like emotional Mm. just that was amazing. Yeah. So I did feel really happy for Mm -hmm. her. I think that's great. She deserves it. And she's correct in saying, I'm not taking Wendy's place. No No. one could do that. I'm she's creating her own. Yeah, she wanted her own show and she deserved to be her own show. She finally found her lane. The view, right. the view wasn't her lane, mm-hmm. but she she knows how to t- deliver entertainment news in a way that's not hateful. Mm-hmm. You know, she's really she's a very loving person, and she just wants to be funny. And she's really good. Like I was I, when I when I interviewed with her, I was like, damn, she's really good at this job. Now, when it comes to your next special, because like you said, you have new material ready to go. Is that already something that is? signed and ready to go no um not yet we'll see but um it looks good I, I, my special is doing well still performing really well i'm i'm more concerned with the creative and this this next special is going to be very different than any special i've ever done or anything i've ever done on tv i'm gonna have on some sneakers because <laughs> i twisted my ankle before my last i had some beautiful shoes that you gifted me and my ankle was twisted in rehearsal and people didn't know why I was so stiff on stage. probably did that on purpose to hate on you. You gotta watch them. No, they were Tom Ford. They were beautiful. (laughs) I was actually shopping and she was uh, panicking about not having the right shoes and I was like, well, I'm shopping right now and I was sending her pictures like, I'll help you you know, mm-hmm. and I picked him up. I'm like a fake stylist on the scene. Yeah, she was like, these I shoes, love shopping for people. those shoes were beautiful and everybody complimented me about it. But I'm, I'm working on the creative. Uh, you know, I realized in watching my friends ascend to superstardom. Who are we was, talking about? Tiffany? Tiffany and Kevin. Kevin Hart is Kevin. not my friend, mm-hmm. but Kevin Hart has blessed me many times. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and when I say that, I mean, from one mic stand show that he before he became super famous, I was on to Montreal and he put me on LOL and his platform promotes me heavily. I did a show for him during the pandemic. Like he's blessed me tangibles. Um, I just realized that what I want in this business is very different than my friends. Like mm-hmm. I love Tiffany. I'm happy for her. And, and I think she's doing great. And it's a blessing to see her, um, you know, I love that she's winning. She's, I have a voicemail on my phone because she's like, you never answer the phone when I call. And I'm like, people will never believe that because she's so famous that I'm not like, hey. But um, I don't want to be, uh, that's not what I want. What I want is power, you know. Um, and I look at people like Tina Fey who can make other people stars and still maintain Word. her own. Mm-hmm. You know, Issa Rae has done it. John Don- Stewart. Donald Glover. I mean, Donald Glover with Atlanta, everybody on that show is winning. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like what I want to do is I want I'm directing three comedy specials for HBO Max in the summer. So like for me, it's like not just about being in front of the camera, but being behind Word. creating other stuff. And so for me, it's like, my next comedy special, I'm going away to go write and mm-hmm. just really come back with some bars. Well, you're performing at Caroline's this weekend, Thursday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. And if you want to get your tickets, you can hit up carolines.com. I'll be there Saturday night at the 945 show with my whole squad. 
And listen, I, I want to say this. I'm so thankful for all the people who showed up for me. I slept in an expedition with my two kids. I lived in a Best Western. They told me I couldn't do Shaq. They told me I would never get a special. They told me I was too old. They told me I was Latina. They told me. And so I just want to say thank you for all y'all because y'all y'all saw me before anybody else did. I'm just so thankful and so appreciative for being where I am today. And I just want to remind people because I know it's hard right now. People are struggling financially. Don't give up on your dreams and just remember that, you know, it, it, it's hard, but it, it it pays off. Don't quit. That's all I will say is don't quit because I remember how many times I was going to quit and I'm glad that I didn't. So I just want to say thank you. I really, That's I right. know somebody going to cancel me for something I said on the interview, but Good. we yeah. still paying attention. We're glad you didn't quit. <laughs> all right. well, it's Ida Rodriguez. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Meg Thee Stallion. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, yesterday was the day that the Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lane's pretrial hearing was set. And before the hearing even started, academics tweeted out, breaking, it was revealed in court a few moments ago that Tory Lane's DNA was not found on the weapon in the Meg Thee Stallion case. Now, he did end up uh, deleting that tweet ultimately, but Meg Thee Stallion did address him directly. She said, why are you lying? What did you gain? She also, before that, had posted, court ain't even started. So why are y'all ready to start lying? I know some of y'all blogs on payroll, but please don't get sued trying to create a hate campaign, be a real journalist, and post facts. And to my haters, keep making yourself look stupid. I don't care. Y'all got breaking news 15 minutes before court started, and nobody has even been called in yet. Y'all trying to win a social media campaign. This is my real life. Y'all trying to get retweets spreading false narratives at I Am Academics. Why are you lying? What did you gain? What's even more effed up is this ish is all public record, and nobody even cares to read. Only thing that happened in court today was it got it, it got pushed to April 5th, but y'all will get a lie trending. Imagine how I feel reliving this ish every day publicly. It hurts. I'm so tired. All right. Well, Meg the Stallion said all that, and Tory Lanez then jumped into the middle of all of this and said, you can't buy and tweet your way out of this one, not today. And then Meg the Stallion of course, does not like having the fact that what she is saying is being questioned or denied, went on Instagram and posted some texts from Tory Lanez from July 12th, 2020, where he's apologizing. Now, the text messages say seven minutes, phone died three minutes out. And then it says, Meg, I know you're probably never going to talk to me again, but I genuinely want you to know I'm sorry from the bottom of my heart and I was just too drunk. Nonetheless, it shouldn't have happened and I can't change what did. I just feel horrible. So Meg Thee Stallion posted that and said, lie your way out of this. If you ain't do ish, what was you apologizing for? The lawyers got your phone records and mine, all your texts. They got you recorded on the jail phone talking to Kelsey, apologizing, begging us not to talk. And Tory Lanez, um, you know, responded to that. And he said, good D had me effing two best friends and I got caught. That's what I apologize for. It's sick how you spun it, though. Partisan Fontaine, Meg Thee Stallion's boyfriend as well, jumped in and said, Tory Lanez, put the phone down. Let's link you and me. Ain't nothing to talk about. Don't tweet nothing else. See me. And then Tory Lanez responded, we've had this encounter. You did nothing. Put your phone down, big fella. There's a lot more going on uh, to this whole story. But. 
As far as academics, he did an update and he said Tory Lane's trial adjourned until April with Tory's lawyer telling the court they have completed DNA results from the prosecution, which is very uh, pleasing to his client. He said, I saw this doc myself. It literally says it was inconclusive in finding Tory's DNA on the gun or a magazine. And so that is the updates that we have. And then Meg Thee Stallion's attorney, uh, a Rolling Stone reporter, Nancy Dillon, actually posted, there was zero mention of DNA at the Tory Lanez hearing today. The report that Tory's lawyer told court DNA results were pleasing to his side is totally fabricated. And she said, two sources tell Rolling Stone, I'm about to receive the transcript. We'll update pre-trial continue to April 5th. And so... Yeah, I thought she updated that. Though. The update is, we are in the process of actually retaining an expert with respect to DNA. It is our hope that we will be able to review and confirm the LAPD's analysis, which from our standpoint was favorable. And that came from Tory Lanez's attorney. There's a lot going on here. I can't believe all that is free. Like, I'm old enough to remember when folks used to get paid for that kind of entertainment. <sighs> I just do feel like... And then academics was... Um, he was talking crazy to Meg Thee Stallion. And no matter what... This woman has been through a lot personally, and she did say, I'm hurt, I'm so tired. You don't ever want to push people to the fact where I'm sure it's not easy for her. So let's just wait till April and let it all play out. All the speculation and let's not put ourselves in the middle of it. We're just reporting on what we see people saying on social media. None of us were there, so we don't know what happened. All we know is there's two different sides to the story, and in court, we'll find everything out. But that is what that's, happened. Yeah, that, that sounds good, G. Yesterday. I'm with you. That's, that's what should happen, but that's not the world we live in. We live in a world where people would rather discuss what we think as opposed to actually uh, critical thinking. And you can't even critical think until all the facts of the case are laid out in front of you. Right. But didn't right? academics say he, he seen the documents, though? Didn't he say he read, it, read them? I, I don't know. I'm just asking. Yeah, he, what he said was um, that they're saying that the, the DNA was inconclusive and, so, and that it was uh, favorable to Tor- Tory Lanez's attorney saying that you know that evidence that DNA evidence is favorable to him so that's all but you know I mean guys and I just want to say it's been difficult for everybody involved I'm sure they all would love to put this past and behind them because every time it comes up it turns into this whole hurricane on social media so you know we'll keep you guys updated on that as well so much going on in the world but that played out yesterday and that is your rumor report all right, Charlemagne, who are you giving your donkey to? You know, uh, for after the hour, I need Facebook Gaming to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with them. There's some discrimination going on on Facebook Gaming, and we have to stand up for it because an injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere, okay? <laughs> All right. For half right. the hour, join us. All, All right. right. Breakfast Club. We got to come to the defense of one of our the brothers. Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. If you're a true music lover, you live for that connection with your favorite music and artists. Now, thanks to One Of and the NFT revolution, that connection is about to get much deeper. Learn more about One Of, the new green NFT platform built for the music community at One Of. Tense morning. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. That's pretty funny. Where's Charlemagne the devil? Possibly. <laughs> Breakfast Club. Uh, okay, Biden to address nation. So he's gonna hold Russia accountable. All right, donkey of the day for Thursday, February twenty fourth goes to Facebook Gaming. Now I never heard of Facebook Gaming because I'm not into gaming. All right, basically it is what it sounds like. Facebook Gaming allows users to play Facebook games with friends from Facebook anywhere in the world. People can make money doing that. 
All right, they earn money through crowdfunding methods such as donations, subscriptions, or Facebook's on-platform currency of Facebook gaming stars. I have no idea what any of that is, but I'm sure you do. All right, all you gamers out there. Uh, they can also make money through gaming sponsorships, affiliate marketing, merchandising, and by providing screen-related services to other content creators. I don't know what none of that is. I'm just explaining it to us old heads, okay? I'm just letting y'all know that these folks is on that platform making money. All right. Well, Facebook Gaming decided to deprive a human of this opportunity to make money, not just deprive them of it. Straight up took it away. They took away the status of a man named Jerry Banfield. They revoked his partner status and his access to Facebook's gaming monetization tools because of who he chooses to identify as. This man is being discriminated against because of who he is. And I, for one, am disgusted by it. Would you like to know why and how Jerry Banfield is being discriminated against? Well, let me let you listen to what is being called a controversial live stream. This is Jerry Banfield living his truth. This is what he believes about himself. And now he is being discriminated against it for no reason. Let's go to the Call of Duty live stream for the report, please. Listen. I'm not a comedian. I'm dead serious. I'm not playing around. I'm not joking. I'm dead serious. I'm now black man identifying as African-American. I don't want to be called white. Or, you know, I wish if if you will honor my preferences, I want you to think of me as black. I'm telling my skin now, I'd like you to darken up. All those brand new skin cells, I want my skin cells to darken up. And maybe in seven years, I'll have... Maybe in seven years, I'll easily be identifiable as a black man. Right now, it might be a little difficult for some of y'all, but that's okay. That's okay, because you know what? I could look down today and look at the penis... That's right there and say I'm a woman. <gasps> I can look down and do that perfectly well today. And I've chosen that I'm black. I've had enough of being white. I'm tired of identifying as white and that's not what's true for me anymore. What the hell is going on? Could you st stop? I hear the judgment in your voice. All right, Jerry Banfield says he no longer wishes to be identified as white. He said he is a black man and an African-American. And uh, Facebook Gaming responds by immediately treating him like a nigga took all his privileges away, started discriminating against him ASAP, took away all his rights, all the civil liberties that Facebook gaming provides, stripped away as soon as Jerry Banfield denounced his whiteness and decided he wanted to be a black king. He wanted that achievement of excellence. He wanted that dignity and strength that black kings display even in the face of adversity. Now listen, Jerry says he believes his purpose in life is to help the people of the world get into a Star Trek future which includes embracing all kinds of different life forms. <laughs> this man is a futuristic thinker. That's what I hear. All right. Jerry, my brother Jerry knows that extraterrestrials are among us and they will be revealing themselves soon. And we are going to have to find a way to live with Thanos in the black order. Now, it's Black History Month. Jerry picked the right month to announce this. And he also said, and I'm quoting here, you heard him. People might find it difficult to identify him as a black man right now. However, he noted that maybe in seven years, which is God's number. Oh, Jerry, I see you. Okay. Jerry said in seven years when his cells darkened up, he will be more easily identified as a black person. Now, Zora Neale Hurston told us all skin folk ain't kin folk. So I don't know what type of black person Jerry is yet. All right. Jerry must understand that we as black people are not monolithic. That's the first thing he must learn. I don't know if our interests align. 
okay, what is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, an injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. What's happening to this man who identifies as black is an injustice, and it's happening because he identifies as black. Jerry wrote on Facebook, you heard him, if a man a woman can suddenly decide to change their genders and be fully supported in this transition, then I absolutely can make the same decision for my race. I'll tell you what, Jerry, you got me there. All right, I have no response other than I know that's right. All right, play on, player. I'm minding my black ass business. And Jerry Banfield, well, I guess he's minding his. This is out of my wheelhouse of intelligence. All right, I saw people say race and gender aren't even the same things. Duh, of course they're not. But I have heard the woke crowd say that race and gender are both social constructs. And Jerry, like Rachel Dozal before him, knows that social constructs are only as strong as the society allows them to be. All right? Jerry's transracial. I'm not here to judge or tell him he's wrong. I'm just here to tell Facebook Gaming, stop hating on a brother. Do we have to call Ben Crump? Huh? It's not lost on me that when this man was white, it was fine. But as soon as he identifies as black, you want to put out a tweet saying how you have to cut ties with Jerry? Jerry, now here's the thing. Here's the thing you have that other black people don't have. You have the ability to choose. You have the ability to make a choice. Okay, I think it's a privilege to be black, minus all the systemic racism we have to deal with. Being black is great. But you, Jerry, have the ability to make a choice. You can go in and out. All right. I want you to think about this. If you choose to live life as a black man, this Facebook discrimination is just the beginning because you're going to get pushed back from everyone. All right. In the words of Paul Mooney, everybody wants to be a nigga, but don't nobody want to be a nigga. If you're not ready for this kind of commitment, rethink your decision, because what Facebook gaming is doing to you right now is essentially what America has been doing to us since we got here. Please let Remy Ma give Facebook gaming the biggest hee haw. Hee haw, hee haw, you stupid motherfucker, you dumb. Mm -hmm. Now, wait a minute now. There ain't no wait a minute, because you identify as black at all time and you Dominican. So you shut so up. Wait a minute. You shut up right now. I'm black. But second of all, so when I get pulled over, right, and the cops pull me back and say I identify as a white man, they let me go? I I think you go ahead and try it. I think in the dead of winter, you could get away with it. You get really pale. You do get really pale. I think you could get away with it. Yeah, you should try it. Hmm. I think you can get away with it. I'm not here right. to judge. Okay. You should try it too next time, Charlamagne. You get pulled over next time, like mm -mm. I identify mm -mm. as a white man. Mm -mm. I like being black. I fully know my place in this world. <laughs> okay. I got pulled over at five o'clock in the morning two days ago. I was scared to death. I'm still actually getting over it, to be honest with you. <laughs> I was scared to death. You couldn't tell me that that wasn't it for me. Five o'clock in the morning on a back road in New Jersey. I had my hands up for so long. I said, nope, I'm not reaching for my license until you say Simon says, all right, or I say Simon says. We playing a game or what? I'm not, no, I'm not moving. Did, did you feel did like you live streaming or videoing it or anything? You damn right, I rolled down my windows. No, actually, I called my wife and I put her on speaker. Yeah. But, I, yes. yeah, that's what I do. When I get pulled over, I call my dad. I turn down, uh, I roll down the windows, turn the lights mm -hmm. on inside, put my dad on speaker. I was scared to death. See, those are the type of things that, you know, transracials like Jerry Bansfield will never understand. Okay, because you can have that white skin and identify as black, but there's a totally different uh, presentation and interaction that happens with certain individuals because, uh, you know, they don't see you like they see us. I'm going to try it. What you going to say? Next time I get pulled up, I'm going to say, hi, I'm a white man. How you doing? Hi, I'm Here's Sean. registration. I'm Sean Mick Casey. Next time, next time I go to Caribbean restaurant, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be Jamaican. Next time I go get some Jamaican food, cause that lady be talking to me so wild sometimes when I just wanted my jerk chicken and white rice. You, you, you really think a Jamaican person gonna talk to you different just cause you're Jamaican? They talk to each other like that. Yeah. What are you talking about? It might get worse. What are you saying? Right. Knock it yeah. off. Yeah, absolutely right. Drop on the clues bombs for all the Jamaicans out there. Yeah, shit.
What's that spot in Hackensack I need to go to today? I Island Spice, Reggae I, Kitchen. I, I, Yes, I got to go there today. When I, man. All right. Anyway, up next, Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. You need relationship advice. Any type of advice, call Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep the bread. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, this Anonymous. Anonymous, well, okay. you know you can make up a name on the radio, but go ahead, brother. What's That's... your question? All right, man. Hey, Yee, man, my question to you is, how do you feel about, you know, like a man and a woman, you know, we got, we're in the same household. We both, you know, we split the bills, but, you know, sharing the housework. You know what I'm saying? You feel like the man should to clean, do dishes. Even though I got a more physical demanding job, you know, my lady got an office job, but she kind of feel like I should do more. Mind you, we got two kids and I make sure they straight and they, you know, they, you know, they played with and exhausted by the time it's bedtime. You know what I'm saying? And she do the housework. So you don't do any housework? I do, but I do stuff more so on the outside, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I do the outside stuff when it, you know, when it needs it. You know, I do the garden. You know, I do, like... Repairs. You know, I just... Yeah, repairs. You feel me? Like, I do stuff like that. But she wants more help. She wants a little bit more help, yeah. Why is that yeah, a... So, what's wrong with that? You guys are both working. You guys are both splitting the bills. And let me tell you, some women do not even feel like they should have to pay bills in the household, to be truthful. I've heard a lot of right. women say that. Yeah, I get that. But you got to think, though. Like, we're not married yet. So, okay. like, I feel like when we get married, I won't have no problem doing that because I'm financially in a position to where I can do that if I wanted to. Well, I'm not but, saying you have to. There's nothing wrong with you guys splitting the bills. What I'm saying is I think it's great that y'all have that down pat. But what is the reason why you feel like you don't want to help out more She if she's doing housework? Is it some physical reason why you can't or is it an well, ego thing? No, I, I work a very physical demanding job. So, like, when I get home, you know, I just be wanting to hop on the game and play Call of Duty and sometimes just come home to, you know, a nice, clean smell at home. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like a woman should want to do that. Well, I, I think know. both people should want to do it. I mean, wouldn't you want your home to be clean, too? I mean, it's clean, but I'm saying, though, she want me to start helping out a little bit more. I see I'm probably not going to get a straightforward answer from you. But, I'm just saying, what's so. wrong with one, her wanting you to help out a little bit more? She's not even saying you got to do everything, just a little bit more. You know, relationships are about compromise. And if she's asking for a little bit more help and it's not going to harm you to do it. And just because what you be doing, you. So you're looking for you're looking for somebody to just agree with you. Pretty much. OK, <laughs> that's not what this is. Uh, look, all I'm saying is this. I don't think it's unfair for her to say, hey, can I get a little bit more help? Right, right. She's not saying you got to do it all. She's asking for a little bit more help. Why is that so bad? If it can avoid arguments and problems, like, why not? Maybe, you know, there's certain days that you do do a little bit more. Just compromise. Okay. I think it's a loving thing to do when someone asks for something and communicates with you to actually, if you can deliver and it's not unreasonable to deliver, If is it unreasonable to you? Mm, nah, I just grew up, I, I was raised by my grandparents, so it's like, I watched my grandma do all that. She worked, she went half on the bills. She did everything. And, you know, my grandpa, he did the outside stuff. 
So it's just like I was raised kind of like that. Like my grandma, she was old fashioned, so she still believed in making sure the house was straight. Now, mind you, I do cook. I cook like a mug. You feel me? Can so you like, guys splurge to get a housekeeper to come in like once a month to thoroughly clean everything to make it easier? <laughs> oh man, I I'm ain't making that type of. <laughs> I'm saying sometimes if you guys want to, if, if that's a problem, you can step up in that way where you can say, okay, you know what? Once a month, I'll pay for a housekeeper to come in. And it's usually not even that expensive, like 150 If that's something that you feel so strongly that you don't want to do, then why don't you get a cleaning service to come in once a month? And that will show you're making some type of effort. I do that. You know, I like that idea. But, I you like know, like that. I said, it's about compromise. Meet her halfway. Hey. That's advice right there. Yeah, I appreciate it. Okay, good luck. Thanks. <laughs> and don't ask for advice just because you want somebody to agree with you. I got you. All right. All right. Ask E. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit E now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Rachel Hayes from Pensacola, Florida. Hey, Rachel, get it off your chest. I'm sorry, Rachel. What's <laughs> what? your question for Ye? <laughs> Ms. Ye, uh, what made you uh, decide to uh, start the juice bar? Um, It was my own personal passion. It was on, yeah, what did you have to do first? Because I work in social work now. I'm thinking about starting my own assisted living facility. I love that. And I was like, what do I need to do? I, what do I need to do first? Well, it sounds like you have some level of experience based on where you work already. Is that correct? Yeah. And this is something that you're passionate about. So because you have that, I would say what you need to do is have you put together a business plan? Mm-hmm. Have you done that already? No, I have not did that one. I just started. It's been in my head. I haven't. All right. No, that's fine, Rachel. That's how great things happen. It starts off in your head, and then you got to actually do the research and write it down and come up with a plan. So don't be inactive. That's my first piece of advice to you is be active about getting the information, about doing the research. Where is a great place for you to have a location? How much is it going to cost in a certain space? How much space do you need? Okay, how much are you going to charge people? How much do you need in order for you to turn a profit? You know, do your research. And that's the first thing that I would say you need to do. Plan it out. Do your research. Because you can't even go and get a loan or get investors if you don't have a plan. And then the next thing I would do is start uh, looking at different locations. See how other businesses and other assisted living facilities operate. See if there's anybody on the inside that you could speak to. There might be a situation where you could partner up with somebody who has one and might want to open up a new one. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. but I just think first thing is get active. Find out what type of, uh, you know, what type of certificates or anything it is that you might need to even legally be able to do this. Make sure whatever classes you need to take, you sign up for those and then hit the ground. Hit the ground run. I know that's right. Thank that's you, right. Ricky. All right. No problem. <laughs> Rachel, I hope it all works out and check back with me because sometimes you need accountability too, right? And give yourself a timeline on when you want to get certain things done. But definitely Ooh. seek out. Uh, mentorship if you can find somebody else who's done what it is that you want to do if you can read books articles whatever it is that you need to do get your research on yes I'm going to start as soon as I get to the office okay I love it thank you no problem all right Ask ye 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way? Yes, and let's talk about Summer Walker. There's some songs of hers that you might love and want to hear, but you might not get a chance to hear them, and we'll tell you why. All right. 
We'll do that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, recently Summer Walker was performing and basically she said there's there's certain songs that she's not going to do because a lot of the situations that she writes about are about her real life and some of those wounds are still fresh. Here's what she had to say. Okay, 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 cut it. I cannot sing that song, but... For anybody who came here and was like, oh, she didn't do Reciprocate, she didn't do Starkey, yeah, she didn't do Session 33, I didn't do a lot of songs um, from the new album. I want you to know that, you know, this is real. Like, I write a lot of my stuff, I write most of my stuff. And, you know, it's still a fresh wound. My baby, she's not even one yet. And I ain't got time to be up here singing that in front of y'all. So I sang what I could. Now, somebody was having a debate with me about this uh, yesterday because they were like, imagine you go to the concert, it's your favorite song, and you want to hear it, but she doesn't want to perform it. But yeah, I would be pissed off. That's it, like the like same thing with Mary. Like, you go to the, the concert, you want to hear all your favorite songs, and she might not want to do it. I would be kind of pissed off. I'm going to tell you something, though. That's very interesting, right? Because think about how many uh, artists went on stage and re-traumatized themselves night after night for the sake of their fans. You know what I mean? Who were triggered by certain songs because those songs might be too personal to them. Especially when, you know, some it was a song that they might have wrote 10 years ago and they got to perform it 10 years later and it brings back all those old memories. So this is different. Watching an artist practice mindfulness on stage is very interesting. Because that's what Summer Walker did. Yeah, I mean, and she's talked about the struggles that she has. Uh, so... It's hard to say, because I can also understand you go to a show, you're like, man, they didn't do my favorite song, you know, but what can you do? We talk about self-care. And support the artist. Yeah, we talk about self-care. We talk about people putting themselves first. (laughs) You know, we talk about people setting boundaries. Like, go home and stream that song. I'm not mad at her. But I also didn't pay for a ticket. (laughs) Now, Kendrick Lamar, he was on the Big Hit Show podcast, and... They were talking about his To Pimp a Butterfly album from 2015. Well, here's what Kendrick had to say about how influenced he was when he went to South Africa for To Pimp a Butterfly. I kind of took that experience and looked within myself from my own experiences. Okay, I I come from a a background of a neighborhood that wasn't so much perceived to be great, but I can't let these four corners define who I am or define who my homeboys are. You know, so I took that experience, man, and the whole concept about To Pimp a Butterfly was to share that experience with them, to go back to Compton and tell them what I've learned from that experience and tell them, like, yo, it's something bigger than Compton. It's my favorite Kendrick Lamar album. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I think that's beautiful. That's why, and like he said, it's a world outside of something bigger than Compton, and that's why traveling when you have the opportunity to do it however you can figure it out is really important well you did that album come out 2015 2015 mm-hmm. that album was really ahead of its time especially when you hear a song like we gonna be all right you mm-hmm. know and it's like you it, it we gonna be all right was like the anthem it's been the anthem for blackness in the black lives matter movement since it came out yep all right, now the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, is talking about phasing out vaccine mandates, which would mean that Kyrie Irving would be allowed to play home games. So he went on to say that he still plans to follow the benchmarks laid out by scientists who have given him a clear structure for how to move forward. But, you know, this 
I guess when these mandates get dropped, he'll be able to play. <laughs> that's what we care about, making sure Kyrie plays. <laughs> Man, we got well, this up- is rumors, so you know that's why we care about celebrities and rumors. They got a hell of an uphill battle. Were they number nine in the East right now? Uh, number eight, something like mm-hmm. that? Like They got a, seven games out of first place. They got a hell of a battle. All right, and Tom Brady will reportedly produce act in a movie and act in a movie with Jane Fonda and Sally Field. He's been retired for not even four weeks yet, right? But now he already has the next thing lined up. And according to the Hollywood Reporter, it's a film called Eighty for Brady. It's a football themed road trip comedy uh, with Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, Sally Field, and Lily Tomlin. So should be interesting. They said he has an acting role, but he's not starring in the movie, and he's producing it through his own production company, 199 Productions, which he established back in early 2020. And last but not least, you'll be excited to know the FDA has approved the first condom marketed specifically for anal sex. This is the first time U.S. regulators have authorized a condom condom that's specifically for your butt. And so, uh, as reported by the New York Times, they believe that this authorization will encourage more people to use condoms during anal sex, which carries the greatest sexual exposure risk of HIV transmissions. And that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. All right. Up next is the People's Choice Mix. Get your request in. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. If you're a true music lover, you live for that connection with your favorite music and artists. Now, thanks to One Of and the NFT revolution, that connection is about to get much deeper. Learn more about One Of, the new green NFT platform built for the music community at oneof.com. Listen, man, you know uh, every day during Black History Month, the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network, we drop a daily podcast called I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either, hosted by my guy B-Dot. And in this episode, we are going to tell you where the term cheaper by the dozens came from. Listen. What's happening? B-Dot here, and I'm in the Golden Triangle. Just observing some of this beautiful black architecture right here in Greensboro, North Carolina, baby. Today's episode of I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either, come with me to high school. It was the 90s, Grimsley High. We'd all get to that cafeteria at lunchtime and sit down, and what we do? Shoot the dozens. Y'all remember shooting the dozens? Some people call it jonesing. Some people call it cracking. But it's just basically picking on somebody to make sure that the whole cafeteria laughs at you, thus creating post-traumatic stress disorder that many of us live with today. You remember high school. The 90s was a beautiful time, wasn't it? (laughs) But the dozens, did you know that that term was rooted in slavery? Yes, rooted right there in racism. During the enslaved periods, if there was an enslaved individual who was deformed, or had a handicap, whether mentally or physically, they would group them by the dozens and sell them for cheaper on the auction block, thus creating the term cheaper by the dozens. I had no clue. Made my head pop off. No cap. So when you're shooting the dozens, just remember the dozens, we ain't talking about no baker's dozen. We ain't talking about no Krispy Kreme. Them beautiful glazed 12 counts when the hot now sign is on. Oh, no. We're talking about 12 humans sold for discounted price, the dozens. I didn't know. Maybe you didn't either. All right, well, happy Black History Month to everybody out there. That's right, and make sure you download I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either every day 
on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, wait, hold I on, just... Envy, hold on. I know you're not here today, but I do want to say we got some flowers today for the Breakfast Club, which was nice. We got a whole lot of beautiful roses. And you know who they came from? Who? Dream Doll. Oh, salute to Dream Doll. To the Breakfast Shout Club. To Dream Doll. And I guess I'm pretty sure that's probably in response to the Kodak Black interview where we bigged her up. And women and how much harder they have it when it comes to doing music. Oh, thank you, Dream yeah, Doll. So shout out to Dream Doll. We love you, Dream Doll. So we got your back, girl. And um, and I want to shout out to Nick Cannon. I'll be on the Nick Cannon show today doing the rumor report, and I know he got a lot going on, so you know how that goes. Word. Oh, the positive note is simply this, man. This is a little something about entitlement that I wanted to say this morning. Uh, just know that a sense of entitlement will surely always guarantee you a seat at the victim's table eventually. Breakfast club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done?